Welcome back to the Nomi Podcast. Have you ever reached a goal only to find that it wasn't really what you wanted after all? Maybe it was because you took too much advice from everyone around you and didn't listen to that voice within. Or maybe it's because you were betting on wanting the same things in the future as you did when you started. In this episode, we dive into exercises on building relationship with future self to find happiness, expansiveness, and ignite our curiosity. If you wanna take a step toward fulfillment, this is the episode for you. Let's look ahead together. Now that we're a couple of weeks in the new year, I was thinking a bit to myself about where I was last year. I'm a huge reflection person. I love also comparing pockets of time because it really anchors me in a lot of the change that's occurred in my life. And I was just really recalling this feeling that I had probably two years ago around this time of year where I had a very successful marketing consultancy and things seemed to be going on the right track, so to speak. But I just felt so colossally unfulfilled in my life. I definitely was dragging myself through work. And even though I'd get these little snippets of moments where I felt quite grateful for my amazing husband, for the security of having a successful consultancy, for a lot of my clients, for the projects in general, I just really felt, and this is the official coaching term, meh. I love that term. Meh. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I think we can all understand that. <laughs> yes, it's a good one. And in most conversations I have with clients, with friends, with family, they've often hit a similar point in their life where they have created this goal or this future for themselves at one time. And then finally, when they get it, they actually don't feel completely satisfied with it. What you're talking about is looking for a or and continuing to look for a new and improved vision of yourself, one that ignites your spirit, fueled by energy within your heart and and also the reality of where you've come from and what you have overcome as well as experienced, you know, great joy, mixing it all in and making a wonderful soup. I've had moments where I didn't have that insight. I didn't do the reflection work that you're talking about. And I got too entrenched in analyzing the past. Part of it was because I think I was trying to negotiate with reality, mm -hmm. meaning that the past is a done deal. And so I would sometimes reanalyze the past, hoping I would maybe get a different answer about a decision I made or a choice I made or something like that or an experience that I had. When you guys, the three of you guys were grown up and launching and off on your own, doing great things in the world, I was at a crossroads because I had been in a family business for a really long time and I had decided to leave that business. And well, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went back to the past, which I was just talking about. And I said, oh, well, what, back when I was in college, I wanted to be a teacher. And I was told by the outside world that there's no jobs for teachers. So I, I pivoted and did something different on the recommendation of the outside world. So fast forward. So now I'm in my late 40s, early 50s, and I'm at a, another crossroads where I had been parenting and working in, I, I call it corporate America business, and was sitting in a orientation, ex exploratory talk about a university that offered a teaching 
certification program. And I sat there and I was listening and across the hall, there was another professional counseling informational session going on. And the more I heard about the teaching, the more it just felt unfulfilling. And so what I did is I picked myself up, I walked across the hall and I started listening to this other speaker and it started to ignite parts of me being a resource, mentoring, right? Which to me was part of, I loved parenting for that reason. Love of learning, right? Oh my gosh, there's so much to learn. And then I can apply it by being caring and helping others. It's really interesting to hear you talk about this specifically also when you hit one of these walls, looking back, finding something you used to be passionate about and trying to apply it to the present because it perfectly coincides with this amazing TED clip that I heard from Shankar mm. Vedanta. He's a journalist and I believe he also has a podcast and his little TED talk was about the false belief of continuity. And what he basically said mm. was, when we look back on our lives, we often can see how much change there is. But when we look forward to the future, we assume we're going to be the same person. And so he gave an example of how he, when he was 12, he wanted to be a professional soccer player and that now that he has no mm. interest in soccer would seem like a betrayal to his 12 year old self mm. not just failing mm. betraying himself but mm. it, it is so mm. interesting how we often look to the past to dictate how we should be in the future i can see a thread between the values you are honoring in thinking teaching might be an interesting place to explore however mm. the version of yourself that had gone through life experiences of being a parent and being in business and etc cetera, etc cetera, who then approached mm. the teaching lifestyle it wasn't enough it's so cool mm -hmm. to have this example because it also goes to show that while the values and the passion that was there with teaching are still there. There's extra stuff that gets to come in, which then propelled you toward this new career. That's so fascinating. Absolutely. And I think one of the pitfalls when we're looking at future self, like you were talking about, was that we sometimes want it to be very concrete. We want to want to fit it in a box. We want to tie it up. And some of the external cues play into that as well. The in my generation, more so probably than your generation, it was you got a job or you got a partner and you stuck with it for the rest of your life. And I think where we fall down is we lose our curiosity. We lose our creativity because I think looking at future self is an inventive one. It's not a self-definitional concept, meaning that it will be this and forever be this, right? We don't just have one strength. And so we're really limiting ourselves, aren't we? And if we're limiting ourselves, we're not coming from a place of abundance or curiosity. And so we're not going to feel as fulfilled. Absolutely true. And I love that you've brought back in limits and abundance because that's exactly what was coming to my mind. One of the comments I will also say, though, about younger generations is I think there's still that pressure to fit inside of a box, but mm. we have so much more permission to go the nonlinear route. And the visual that comes to mind when I think about like building your life is that previously I've watched older generations feel like they need to create one of these like square Jenga towers. And then every mm. time they're not true to themselves, you take one little block away and eventually it crumbles down. Right. Yeah. Whereas I feel there's so much more permission in my life. Like I feel no shame about job hopping. 
And mm-hmm. that's a very common narrative now. And how that builds is it builds a very wide, stable base because you've tried mm-hmm. many things and you've explored many areas. Mm-hmm. And and then you can narrow if you want to or continue to grow out and go up in weird, wonky shapes. And mm-hmm. top of the pyramid is not some sort of marker of success. It's just the purest essence of you. And to me, the purest mm-hmm. essence of you is your purpose. So while we're building this beautiful base of exploration, we're honing ourselves into what do I really want to be here for? Mm -hmm. What do I really want to work toward in an inner sense, not in an outer achievement way, but in a way that makes Mm -hmm. me feel like I'm resonating, that I am thriving, that Mm -hmm. I am joyous. And Mm -hmm. how can I make that the common thread between me and my past self and Mm -hmm. me and my future self? Not because I want to box them in, but because I want to create that communal effect between all of us of we all share this common purpose, even if it Mm -hmm. gets defined a little bit differently over the Mm -hmm. years. But the Mm -hmm. essence of it is still what drives us all together. Absolutely. You bring a couple of things to mind when you're talking about that. One is using your wonderful Jenga analogy. I think that it talks again to the fact that we are sometimes program to build our Jenga doing tower. And there's no such thing as a tower of being. And being is choices, choice of what do we want to bring to the game of life, so to speak, and have that be our driving force, the being of this purpose. Being first attached to purpose leads to the doing. Right. If I want to if I want to be the traits of an entrepreneur, I can sit and I can talk about the doing activities of what maybe I need to do as an entrepreneur. But it's not as fulfilling as if I want to focus on the being parts of the purpose of why do you want to be an entrepreneur? There's that nuance between the two. Hi, Madeline here. I'm popping in to say that I have a few spots left for my one-on-one coaching in February. Maybe you've always wanted to do some deep values, strengths, and purpose exploration, or you're facing a big decision or challenge that you'd like some support working through. No matter your reason, if you're ready to take action, please reach out to me at madeline at nomi.coach. I always offer a free consultation to start, and then we can see how we can work together to enrich and expand your life. Being is choices, choice of what do we want to bring to the game of life, so to speak, and have that be our driving force. No, I agree. And this is what I think he was trying to touch on, although he put it very differently. So when Shankar talked about this idea of trying to placate and please this future version of ourselves by Mm. believing they are the same person, they have the same beliefs, they have the same perspectives, they have the same goals, they have the same desires. They have the same environment. And that's just not true. You have no idea what your life is going to look like. You can hope and you can dream for it, but you don't actually know the type of person that you're going to be. What you do know or what you can know is yourself. And as you continue to, to grow this relationship with yourself, to really dig into those values and to reflect on how they've represented you in the past or how you've represented them in the past, mm-hmm. to see how you're mm-hmm. honoring them in the present and to hope for how you might grow them in the future. It's like an insurance mm-hmm. policy that fulfillment will be the undercurrent of your life rather than that rocky Jenga tower of 
all those holes in the middle, never quite sure when it's going to crumble. Because there are definitely people who can go their entire lives doing the doing activities and the Jenga tower never falls, but it's a huge risk. And I don't know mm-hmm. that that's a risk that I'm willing to take. I want to know that I've got yeah. the screen based. And I mean, I think this is, you said holes and the words that come to mind when I'm thinking about holes at the end of my life is things like regret. Who wants to look back on their life and see all the holes in their Jenga? Maybe it didn't fall down, right? And that's why they kept moving forward. But I think it is really important to when we bump into this is to stop, slow down, pay attention. What can we do differently to shore up the hole, right? Or to fill the hole. But we don't. Sometimes we just plow through. We don't take that time for slowing down and being curious and going, huh, I wonder how I would feel If I walk across the hall and I sit in a different chair and listen to a different talk and imagine if as we're looking at our future self that we allow ourselves to do this thinking, to do this dreaming, not fantasizing, but dreaming about our future self, knowing that's a goal. So it's a goal right now. You know, I hear from my clients a lot of time. I just want to be happy. And so I say to them, okay, talk to your future self with your current self about how they're happy now. What are the things that make them happy, that make their heart sing, that make them feel fulfilled? What are the moments? What are the experiences? And then take that knowledge and do this with a little New Year's thing. I say to my clients, go through your phone one month at a time, find a picture, remember that experience, remember that feeling, right? Because usually we don't take pictures when we're miserable. And then say to yourself, how can I have more of that way of being or feeling in the future Mm -hmm. and now in 2023? So it gives us a little bit of a guidepost, right? Yeah. You touch on something very interesting, which is this concept of developing relationship with future self. So getting to know that person. And I think that we've obviously made it really clear that we don't know who they are. We assume Mm -hmm. we know who they are, but once you've broken Mm -hmm. down that assumption and you're saying, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know who my future self is going to be, but I want them to be happy. How do you develop a relationship with anyone you don't know? You start with curiosity. You start with trying Mm -hmm. to understand what makes them thrive, what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. And so one of the Mm -hmm. tools that I love using with my coaching clients is you actually do these visualization exercises where you literally visualize yourself five years from now, 10 years from now, depending Mm -hmm. on how long you want to go out. You can even go all the way to the end of your life. And by doing these visualizations where you really bring to life this person, again, dreaming, not fantasizing, Mm -hmm. and almost it's got a bit of Mm -hmm. reality to it because it's this visualization. Mm -hmm. And you're able to have a conversation with that person. So when we Mm -hmm. have, we do this visualization, usually the first step is to get yourself into that mindset. And then the second step is usually to ask the question, what would that person want you to know? What messages does your Mm -hmm. future self have for you? And those Mm -hmm. messages are always being things. They're always Mm -hmm. value related things and strengths Mm -hmm. and purpose related Mm -hmm. things. That is such a powerful guidepost, as you put it, because it allows you to be really curious about your future self without prescribing something for them. When you're envisioning this version of yourself, it's very spacious. It doesn't have confines. You're not thinking about 
what job that person is doing or Mm -hmm. how many kids they have or how many grandkids they have. Mm -hmm. But you just know they're satisfied. And from that Mm -hmm. satisfaction, usually they are spending time resonating in their values, which is the message they want to communicate to you. Mm -hmm. So I often say spend your morning coffee for a week with your future self. Do one of these visualization exercises. And then literally write a letter to yourself from the perspective of your future self for Mm -hmm. every single day, maybe for just five minutes for a week and see what Mm -hmm. messages actually come out of your future self, because that's Mm -hmm. your inner knowing that's tapping into your really deep Mm -hmm. purpose and sense of self and Mm -hmm. bringing it to the surface. Yeah, there's a really good app called Future Me where you just do you check in with yourself and you do a little reflective writing. Once again, a form of reflection, a form of just slowing down and being curious. The other thing it opens up for me is I wrote the word beliefs. One of the really key things or really interesting things that I've discovered when I'm talking to my future self is it helps me get to know what my beliefs are around something. Because sometimes our beliefs aren't very useful. But if we don't know that that script's playing in our head or that belief is there, we might be bumping into those, like you said, obstacles or challenges. So it it has a lot of value in so many ways. Yeah. And what's coming up for me is this idea of creating space for yourself, being yes. able to check in on your beliefs, being curious about your values, understanding and starting to define your life purpose, communicating and building relationship with future self. All of these things are ways of making your life more expansive. And I'm a little biased here because my focus for the year is spaciousness. That's the value I want to honor the most Mm -hmm. this year, or at least where I'm standing now. It could change. But just constantly creating space for more pieces of yourself to fill and then creating space beyond that is a huge chunk of what it is to continuously develop relationship with self because you are a complicated person. We all are. We are complicated. We are curious. We are really expansive humans that require a lot of space. So the more you can do to create opportunities to, without judgment, explore different sides of yourself, different interests you have, different places that you're drawn to, the closer you will get to that baseline fulfillment because you're always allowing a part of yourself to say, hey, I'm here too. And you open Mm -hmm. your arms to it rather than being like, there's no space for you here. I've already figured everything out. Or it, it also doesn't build resilience because if we, and this is a big debate right now with how should we parent our kids and the concept of what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, want to be an astronaut. And then you get into the fourth grade and you realize that you really don't like science and math and you're really not good at it and it's problematic, makes you feel bad about yourself. But I said I wanted to be an astronaut. So now I failed and I'm only in the fourth grade. And so that's why it's important to move away from this concrete thinking of even current self, never mind future self. While I was listening to you, thought of a few tenants that I think are really valuable in creating this space that we're talking about for curiosity. Yeah. And in exploring ourselves now and for the future. And the first one is, and you'll love this, mom, it's all about gathering data. So when we think about why we're feeling unfulfilled or how we could feel more fulfilled, it's 
not uncommon to be like, oh, well, I've always loved teaching or, oh, well, I've always been curious about pottery. So I'm going to go and Mm -hmm. sign up for a six-month course. We go to these extremes because we're so desperate for that feeling of fulfillment that we just send ourselves off in a rocket ship to on whatever direction. So the first thing I would say is consider it gathering data. So for me, one thing that Mm -hmm. I put as a habit I try and form is I try and just learn one thing every day. Anything I'm curious on, I use YouTube. Sometimes I use TikTok. Sometimes I Google. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I talk to someone who's an expert on the subject. My goal Mm -hmm. is just to acquire a new piece of information because the Mm -hmm. more I expose myself to people beyond my circles, the more I expose myself to information I wouldn't usually have gone looking for if I wasn't hoping to build this habit, the more I Mm -hmm. open my mind to what could trigger its excitement and Mm -hmm. we want to dive deeper. So Consider it a data mission, not a solution mission. You're not trying to solve this problem of feeling unfulfilled. You're trying to gather data around what makes you feel curious Mm -hmm. and excited. The second Mm -hmm. thing is remain unattached. And this one is actually probably the Mm. most important thing because I often speak to people. I was actually speaking to a friend not too long ago and she was, I'm a big crafty person. And she was talking about how she's not creative enough and she's always wanted to be crafty, but she abandons things and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm really big into abandoning stuff. I think it gets a bad rap because I think it's amazing that you would want to explore something, but you don't have to like it and you don't have to finish it just because you started it. No, Mm -hmm. that's such an arbitrary rule. That's a belief Mm -hmm. to uncover, right? That you have to Mm -hmm. finish something that you start. Yeah, big belief. And so by remaining Uh unattached, we allow ourselves to take this perspective or take this position of, I'm going to try that. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. And if I like it, Mm -hmm. cool, I'll go deeper. So Mm -hmm. as you're gathering this data, allow yourself some room to not judge yourself, to do the thing that feels exciting and wonderful and good and follow your nose and trust Mm -hmm. that you know when you're into something, you know when you should push through Mm -hmm. and you know when you're just Mm -hmm. not interested. And then Mm -hmm. the final thing is something we actually started with, which is to slow down. So oftentimes Mm -hmm. we conduct ourselves at a rapid pace, again, being propelled forward by this anxiety of, I really want to feel fulfilled. I'm so desperate to feel joyful and happy. I really want to get to that next step that we end up chaotically burning through things instead of just pacing Mm -hmm. ourselves on this journey because Mm -hmm. finding Mm -hmm. purpose building fulfillment in our life is a process it's not a destination it's something you're constantly Mm -hmm. going to have to work through and work with and define and so Mm -hmm. slowing down actually inevitably allows us to speed up in the future because you're building yourself a really strong and solid base to carry you forward. Those are really good points, all three of them. And I wholeheartedly agree. Actually putting them to task, once again, start small. Start small with nuggets, bites, right? And I think that it doesn't need to be this huge four-hour meditation or four-hour writing exercise or whatever. It could be five minutes. I do. I check in with myself on a regular basis just because I see clients on the hour and they're a really great place for actually, yes, I'm learning about them, but I learn a lot about me. I think the big theme of this has just been to whether you're approaching your past and reflection or you're looking forward to your future as you're building a life for yourself or trying to find more fulfillment or sitting with your present life and just thinking that there's something more is stay curious, stay open-minded, create space for yourself. Try not to continue to box yourself into what you should or shouldn't do. 
and rather just stay open and excited and willing to walk toward what you are drawn to and to listen in. Because when those inner voices tell us that something isn't quite right, it's usually the right voice to listen to. Circling back to the beginning of the episode, talking about moving out of marketing, I had the voice that told me that coaching was the route for probably four years before I started listening to it. And Mm. during those four years, if I had trusted my relationship with myself, I might have made some of the choices that moved me toward fulfillment faster. And so this is what happens, right, when we talk about how our future self might be disappointed. I'm not disappointed in my past. I learned so much from the experiences that I chose in the end. But I do wish for myself that I had that inner knowing that I have now and I trusted it enough to guide me toward the riskier path, but the one that would leave me more fulfilled. So listen in, trust yourself, and as always, continue to build that relationship with you because you are the most important person in your life and you always will be. Choose you. It is a choice and you can choose you. And the more you choose you, I think the more fulfilled you're going to feel. So I feel like that could be our quote, but I know you have another one waiting for us, mom. So would you like to share? Yes, I would. It's by Plutarch. The mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be kindled. Ooh, I like that one. All right. So another episode done and dusted. Hopefully you have learned something from this. Don't forget also, if you're new to our podcast, that we have many episodes before this and that we will also have some exciting non-podcasty things happening this year, including our retreats. You can find all of the information about the one-on-one services and the retreats that we offer at nomi.coach. And of course, you can email us at any time requesting a topic at podcast at nomi.coach. So we really look forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks. And until then, be well. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to come back next time for more helpful conversations. You can get in touch to work with us one-on-one or request a topic at any time by emailing us at podcast at Until then, this is Cynthia and Madeline asking you to be good to you.